Good morning. I I don't know about you, but uh, that last song, I just, I love. And I would rather be in the presence of God than listen to me. <laughs> Seriously, I, uh, in my walk with God, I have been at times been in places where the presence of God was so strong, it reminded me of the passage in the Old Testament where they dedicated the temple and the presence of God was so strong they couldn't minister. That is awesome. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. So this morning, I I guess uh, we're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 8. How many love it when your plans do not go as you had hoped. Anyone here? Anyone love that time? You like that? Yeah. I mean, how many? I know you. <laughs> how many of you um, really just like, are you kidding me? I mean, we have plans and we have ideas and we, we set out with a direction and it turns to mush. I mean, it's like, no, can't be happening. Well, today has been one of those days for me. Got up this morning a little late. I'm retired. I don't have to be up at a certain time, except when I come here, I have to leave my house at 7 a.m. And instead of getting up at 5 or 5.30 like I normally do, I didn't get up until 6. And so I... I had done, you don't know this, but I do a video every day, uh, Monday through Friday, three and a half minute video. And then on Sundays, I do a typically 13, 15 minute video. And I had done the video last night and went to load it up this morning, upload it. And guess what? The electronic demon is active in my stuff. He's like that, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, and so it wouldn't load. In fact, my my phone is sitting over there still trying to load it. I mean, for the 15th time, I think. And so I got here. How many know that when your plans don't go the way you want them to go, you try to fix it? Which then makes it what? Worse. (laughs) We react. We We don't respond. We react to stuff. And so I got here and I drove past, went down here to a parking lot, jumped out, grabbed my phone. I don't have a tripod with me, which I normally would have. And I did a three and a half minute video, loaded it up. That one loaded. So I think the Lord's trying to tell me to shut up and just do three and a half minute videos. (laughs) But you know, the problem is, and by the way, If you haven't, my name is Bernie, and uh, this may be like Weekend at Bernie's, except that I won't be dead. Um, And uh, my wife is not with me this morning. I gave her the break and said, you don't have to go with me. It's fine. Someone offered me a a protein bar or something earlier, and I said, no, that's all right. I'm going to stop and get a yogurt on the way home. (laughs) And I think the person went, I didn't get this physique from, you know, I, 
By the way, I love, you know what I love for breakfast? I know this has nothing to do with the message, but I love a couple of eggs, sausage, home fries, coffee. Do I get an amen? Amen, amen right? That's how I got this physique. <coughs> and so I've been trying to eat better. Not working well. Anyway, so I've entitled this message, Don't Do That. How many have ever said that to your kids or your grandchildren? Don't do that. Or your dog. I got a little Jack Russell. She's 13. You'd think that she would settle down by now. If I leave a tissue or a napkin, she is like mine. <laughs> you know? And uh, man, I, I don't know. Yesterday I came home. My computer was on the floor. She took a box that I'd gotten from Amazon and was tearing it apart. I mean, she was more excited about what was in it than I was. I don't know. But yesterday, I'm at my daughter's house. We're having a little picnic. My three-year-old great-grandson, I had taken my knife out to open uh, something for him. And I laid my knife on the table, and he was like, whoosh. No, don't do that. And he's like, what did I do, you know? But yeah, I mean, don't do that. Well, God says that in Isaiah chapter 8. Don't do that. Well, what's he talking about? Well, what he's talking about, he says, the Lord has given me a strong warning. Do not think like everyone else does. We're living in a culture and in a time that people are going, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do the other thing. We are bombarded with What? Fear, stress, anxiety, worry. I mean, a friend of mine, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and his son took, just took his son to Penn State for college, first year of college, right? Great, all that stuff. He had to sign an affidavit saying that if the courses started, went to online only, there is no refund. Yeah, some of you are going, yep, that's true. And I know it's true. How does that feel? You're excited about that one, aren't you? You're paying as much for online as you would be in person. And I get it. I get it. And, and what, what Isaiah, what God is saying to Isaiah, give them a strong warning. And I think this is to us. I was in, it was interesting to me, the songs they picked out. I'm like, well, thank you, Lord. These fit. These fit. Because <laughs> we are all serving the same God. Now, I get it. We, read, read, <laughs> we have read the end of the story. We've read Revelation. We know Jesus wins. But in the meantime, guess what? Some of us are treading water. We're feeling like, <sighs> what's going to happen next? For us old folk, you some of you know what I'm talking about. We've been through it. We've been through more stuff than you could imagine. This is just another thing. And you know what? If it kills me, I'm going to die anyway. What does it matter? I'm going to go out with hallelujah. <laughs> We're going to have a blast. Now, I might social distance from you while I'm doing it, but don't worry, okay? 
My wife and I have both decided that we're going to go out in flames. In other words, we're going to be cremated. And uh, we're looking forward to it. I mean, really, you know. Our kids are already figuring out how much money they're going to save. I'm sorry. I don't, it's a squirrel. Forget the squirrel. So, so, so Isaiah is saying, and God is saying, do not think like everyone else does. And that's what we tend to do. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't follow what is given us and what is the direction, but do you know if you pick up the news and read the news, you will find that there is different opposing viewpoints on so many things, whether it's the coronavirus or I, I laugh at the whole election stuff because I read one news person and, and it's like, Trump nailed it last night. And the next one says, Trump lost it last night. I'm going, I don't know what's going on. You know, I mean, how do you know what's going on? Well, I believe what we do know what's going on is that God is on the throne. That, that there is a king of all kings. And he loves us. And he's got a plan for us. And the thing is, is that, is that we get involved with everyone else. We, we start, like everyone else, we start calling conspiracy or ideas. This is the problem or that's the problem. Or if we only would do this. Or, or maybe if we take this medicine or that medicine. Or maybe if we sprayed ourselves with off, you know, we won't get anything. Right? I mean, but God says, don't be like them. Don't be worry warts. And listen, I get it. Anxiety is real. I get that. Depression is real. Fear is real. But here's what I do believe. I believe that what we rehearse, we become. And the way that we change that is we have to start rehearsing something different. <laughs> I just had this feeling, some of you that were here before are probably going, he didn't say this earlier. <laughs> I didn't say this earlier because I don't preach the same way twice I, for whatever reason. I use the same verses, but yeah. But here's the thing. There's a saying that says, what I live with, I learn. What I learn, I practice. What I practice, I become. That's true. You may not like that, but that's true. And here's one of the greater problems in this. The greatest problem is, is that what we rehearse is what we do in here, and that's where the problem lies. Because everything that I believe, everything that I've internalized, has gotten in me by what I've seen, what I've heard, and what I've touched. And I have to relearn all of that stuff in the same way. I have to hear it different. I have to see it different. I have to feel it differently. But the problem is, is that we rehearse in our brains. And I believe when, Roman, when we're told that we are, need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, it is what we speak according, and this is how I do it. Lord, according to your word, it says right here that I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. I don't feel that. So, Lord, make it true in my life because I know it's true, but my head hasn't gotten there yet. I speak it so that it comes out of my mouth and into my ear and into my brain, and I start working at reprogramming what I think. The problem is, is that sometimes what we're doing is we are looking to other sources for our information instead of the source 
that God has already given us. And so we get caught up. We get caught up in in other people's stuff and we become anxious and fearful and, and we struggle. And I get that. Trust me, I get that. My, uh, just some of, for my, just for personal information, I, um, in March, my middle daughter passed away. And it wasn't expected, but it wasn't a surprise. She's had heart issues for a number of years. And then two months ago, uh, we lost a set of twins. My great grand, or my granddaughter lost a set of twins. They were both born and they didn't make it. And that's been hard. It's been tough. And they've been going through some tough stuff. But the thing is, is that, and I talked to my granddaughter the other day, and I said, how are you and God doing? She goes, not so good, Grandpa. And I said, you know, he knows that, right? God knows that already. It's okay. You can be angry. It's all right. And the point is, is that, is that, what, what she's trying to do and others are trying to do is look to something else that has hope and purpose other than the message of the world. And that's what Isaiah is, is recording here where God is saying, don't look to everything else. Don't call everything else by the world's terms. Don't live in dread of what frightens them. I know what you're going through is hard. I get that. I understand that. But don't let that draw you down. I like that song. There's a, years ago, there was a song about looking a little higher. Never mind your problems. Look a little higher. Look over the head of the problem and see the one who is the, the deliverance, the deliverer of, the, of you from the problem. And so Isaiah is saying, don't live in dread of what frightens them. Don't allow what's going on in their lives to become what's going on in your life. And I get it. It's hard sometimes. It's hard not to go there. But part of the way that we do that is we spend time in the Word. I noticed that you had the app up on the screen about uh, the Bible app. And in the, that Bible app, there's a reading. There's several reading programs but I use that as my reading program. And right now, if you're in the same one I'm in, which is reading the Bible through the year, you're in Isaiah. You've been in Isaiah. And that's where this came from. As I was reading Isaiah, I went, whoa, I could have sworn this was being told to me today. But the problem is, is that we get caught up. And, and this is the solution. Here's the solution. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. Make him number one. Make his word the first thing you read. Not Fox News, not NBC, CBS, or Washington Post, or whatever it else you, is you read. Don't let that be the first thing you pick up in the morning. And, and here's one of the reasons I say that, because I am guilty of that. I get up in the morning, I get my black elixir, elixir of life, my coffee, amen. I get that. I sit in my recliner. I open up Fox News. I ought to open up the Word of God, and that's what I've been practicing, and not worry about what is going on in the news. Why? Because it doesn't matter. In the end, it doesn't matter. Now, I think we need to be informed. I do believe that. I believe that we need to be courteous and understanding of other people and where they're at. I have in my pocket 
my mask. Ooh. <laughs> you know, because I get it. And I get that we have b- believers, brothers and sisters who are struggling. I get that. My neighbor, I love my neighbors. Uh, they both are diabetic. Um, the, the, his wife has had cancer and is cancer-free right now, but has had cancer. And she is afraid. I mean, we used to have fires together. We don't have, well, I don't even see them anymore. He goes to work, he comes home, he stays in the house. It's a terrible way to live. But it's where people are at. And, and, and what God is saying is, make the Lord of heaven's army, Christ himself, make him holy in your life. And I love this, this next thing. He says, he is the one you should fear. God is, and I don't mean fear in the sense of, ah, but honor, revere, love, respect. He is the one you should, who should make you tremble. He will keep you safe. Christ will keep you safe. Now, here's the interesting thing, and at least I think it's interesting. You know the verse that says, for I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, and they're plans for what? Good, wonderful. But you know that maybe in God's plans, there is a cross? Wait a minute, it's supposed to be for good. It is for good. The cross is for good. Without the cross, you don't have salvation. Without the cross, you don't have help, hope. Without the cross, you don't have a life. And the thing is, is that we don't recognize that that even in struggle and in tragedy, God is, has a plan that's good. And so our, our position ought to be, Lord, whatever it is that you have for me, I welcome it. Why? Because it is a, it is a way in which the message of hope can be given and brought out. And then he goes on, he says, he... Christ himself will be a stone that makes people stumble. And he is. If you've been around for a while, you know that people, maybe for even for yourself, he was a stumbling block for you. I've had people say, oh, you know, it's, it's great to go to church and all that, but it's not real good to be all that religious, you know. Really? I've been there. I've been there. I understand that. I get that. But until you're in a place where you're flat on your back and all you can do is look up, you will never see Christ. Because Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. Begins and ends with Him. Everything about Christ is paramount to our faith. And so... So what the writer here is saying, what Isaiah is saying, is that Christ will be a stone that makes people stumble, a rock that makes him fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many will stumble and fall, never to rise again, and they will be snared and captured. Now, if you've read the scriptures, and you know that when Jesus came into this earth and came to Jerusalem, he was a stumbling block. The religious hated him. They despised him. It's comical to me because when we talk about the word love and we talk about what it's supposed to mean and all of that, Jesus is the personified picture of love. 
And we say all these wonderful, he died for us. But you know, if you look at Christ, Christ was got into arguments and, and, and discord with the religious leaders. Christ did things that they opposed. You would think if you're looking at that, well, that doesn't look like love very much. But if you look at how he treated the sinners, how he treated those who were struggling, those who had difficulty, those who were outside of the faith, those that were acceptable to Judaism, Jesus had problems with. Those outside, Jesus reached out to. I mean, he went to the prostitutes, to to the beggars, to the lepers. He went to all of those people. Why? Because he came for them. He came for us. And sometimes when we think about the word love, we think it's supposed to be uh, mushy and wonderful and like, I just love you, just come on over here and it's okay what you're doing, it's no big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. But out of love, Christ went to the cross. And out of love, we may go to the cross. We may suffer because we love God, because we're following after God. He goes on and he says in verse 16, preserve the teachings of God. How do you preserve the teachings? Do you, do you preserve them by beating people over the head with this? No. You preserve the teachings by living the word, becoming a living example of what God has written. That's why I love the music this morning. I love the idea of being under the shadow of his wings. It is a holy place. It is a place of protection, a place of peace. I want, and I want for you, for people to be able to come up to you and say, why do you have peace in this time? And for you to be able to say, because I have Christ. Because he alone is my answer. He alone sits on the throne. And regardless of what you see around you, he knew it before it ever came. He knew it before I ever hit this earth. And even in this, he has a plan. He has a purpose. And the question is, we should be the champions for him, of being the ones who point the way to him in the midst of trial, in the midst of struggles. I told the earlier group that um, one of the things you'll find is that I'm not long-winded. I didn't hear any amens. But, um, but seriously, I, uh, Pastor Tim, at, I think last time told me, he says, you've got to preach longer. And I said, but I'm short. I don't know what that means, but, you know. So I'm not going to go as long as him. Um, he'll go twice as long and make up for it, I'm sure. But when you think about all that's going on, and listen, um, is I just shared a little bit of my own personal life and some of the things that have hit us this year. Life is that way, right? I mean, life... Life is what happens while we're making other plans. And, and the question is, it's, it's, 
it's what, what are you going to do with it? You know, the old saying is, if life gives you uh, lemons, are you going to make lemonade? Well, that's a choice. That's a choice that you must have and that you must come to. And, and I think that what he says here in verse 20, he says, look to God's instructions and teachings. In other words, look, look to him. Look to his word. What does it say? Go there before you go anywhere else. And please, don't go to Facebook. I mean, this has nothing to do with the news, but I shared this with someone earlier. I, I saw a pair of Merle's hikers on Facebook. I mean, on one of those ads, you know. Half price. $90 on sale for $45.99. Well, that's a bargain. I turned to my wife. I said, what do you think? She goes, no. So I ordered them. <laughs> Had I read the fine print, I would have found out they were coming from China. I've been waiting two months. <laughs> Everything that's on there is not true. Every bargain that's presented to you isn't a bargain. Nor is every person you think about as a spouse. <laughs> that was free. <laughs> but verse 20 says, look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. And listen, there are a lot of people in our world that are in the dark. They don't mean to be. They're honestly trying to do what they believe is right to do. The problem is they're clueless. They're clueless. They will go from one place to the other weary and hungry, and because they're hungry or they're rage and curse their king and their God. They will look up to heaven and down that earth, but wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair. They will be thrown out into darkness. Do you realize how many people have been just, their lives have been interrupted because they can't go into McDonald's? Or they can't go out to eat on Friday night and get that fish fry they always wanted. Now you can probably go to the drive up and pick it up and take it home and eat it, but I don't know, might just as well sit in my car and eat it. Life has been disrupted, hasn't it? But listen, you and I have a hope. And that's the point. Be a people of hope. Hope has a name. His name is? Well, that isn't very good. His name is? Jesus. Hey, right, it's Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. And so if people are in darkness, we need to help point them to light, to the one who is light. His name is Jesus. I actually have tattooed, Hope Has a Name. And I have that because, by the way, I only got it a few years ago. So for some of you old folks, there's still hope. 
But why do I have that on there? I have that on there because in reality, I don't care what you're looking for, whether it's a job, whether it's a person, whether it's children, whether it's a new car, whatever it is, nothing is going to fill you like Christ will. Nothing will give you hope and a purpose and a sense of joy that Christ will. And I don't care where you're looking. The old song about looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. There's only one. And his name is Jesus. And so the, what, I, what my challenge to us is, is to go outside of these walls and represent that hope. Be the light and be the hope in someone's life that's struggling. Be the gospel to someone who is in darkness and is struggling. And listen, you already know this. There's a lot of people that are struggling. This is, in my opinion, the, 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 the greatest time that we've ever had for the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because people don't have answers and they're looking for answers. I don't care whether they're young or whether they're old. They're looking for answers. I've got family members that are grand or my grandchildren that are not sending their children back to public school. They are homeschooling. And they're afraid because they like, I don't know what I'm doing. I said, no kidding. I didn't know what I was doing when I had your mother. How many parents knew what they were doing when they had children? Any one of us? No. I didn't even know how they got here. (laughs) Took three. Gave that up. Seriously. Hope has a name. We're called to be people of hope. Jesus said, go into all the world. And, and I know in the Alliance, we've got missionaries that we've said are supposed to do that. No, we are supposed to do that, you and me. Our world is where you live. Our world is your neighbor. Our world is wherever you're going today. That's your world. Be hope in that world. Father, as we close this, you have a plan that's far greater than ours, and all we have to do is follow it. And sometimes we need to sit And just relax and just be for a moment in your presence and allow you to speak. I think of the scriptures where Jesus went off into wherever he went to pray. And prayer is so much more about listening than it is about speaking. So, Father, I pray that as whatever we're doing and wherever we're going today, that we would listen for your still, small voice and do what you're asking of us to do in that moment, regardless of what our plan was, that we would be interrupted by your spirit to do your bidding. In Christ's name, amen.